Hi, and good morning to our first Energy Spectrum Roundup for this year, 2022. I'm uh, Veronica Truman, um, Head of Content at Cornwall Insight. With me today, I've got Dr. Craig Lowry, and hopefully Robert will be joining us. He's just having a few technical issues. But Craig, uh, if, uh, if you could just introduce yourself to everyone. Good morning, everyone. Yes, my name is Dr. Craig Lowry. I'm a senior consultant with Cornwall Insight. Here today to talk about some of the uh, various supply market dynamics and tariff considerations which have continued to escalate in recent weeks and certainly show no signs of abating, certainly not this side of Ofgem announcing the summer 22 default tariff cap. Brilliant. Thank you, Craig. So I've as as always, you know, I've got some, some questions that I'll be asking Craig and also hopefully Robert, just to run through what we're going to cover today. So we're going to cover, as I say, our perspective written by our CEO, Gareth Miller, wake up call, cost pressure in the GB market. Um, I'm also going to cover three of the other articles. So Bayes um, released a consultation on heat network re um, regulation cost recovery. We also saw strategy from the Scottish government aiming to eradicate fuel poverty by 2040. And in our Nutwood section, we also did an overview of Cornwall Insights 2021 research programme, which I wanted to draw attention to because quite a lot of some of the bits we've said we're going to be talking about today, we also covered in quite a lot of our research papers uh, last year. I've just picked the backdrop for these slides. You know, these are kind of the, uh, in, in the in the perspective, the three significant issues um, that we pulled out um, in this article. So I've, I've just set these as the, the, the backdrop. Um, and I can see Robert's joined us and hopefully all, all the computer issues working. Um, so Whoever wants to come in first, either Craig, Craig or Robert, on my first question. So we're seeing an awful lot about what's going on in the energy sector. So, you know, I, th I think we all know why it's important. But, you know, why is it important that we do something now? And, you know, what do we risk if we just don't do anything and just kind of let things play out with with, with, with no changes? Um, I'll go first, if I may, Ronnie, and, and um, Robert can then um, potentially contradict me. I think in terms of you know why why it's important that we that 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 we do things now. I think certainly over final quarter of 2021, the perception seemed to be that what was going on with wholesale prices um, and in the supply sector was something which was affecting large energy intensive customers uh, from an energy perspective. Domestic customers were protected by the by the default tariff cap. And the suppliers which had exited the market were seemingly being blamed as being architects of their own downfall, um, erroneously, I, 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 I would add. What we're seeing now is the realization that this issue with energy prices is something which will affect the entire economy from a material perspective. The default tariff cap you know, will be going up in summer. Uh, it's just a question of how much at this point. I mean, our, our modeling has, has a 50% increase in the default tariff cap. But this is something which has gone from being perceived to be a niche issue for the energy market to something with wide ranging social and economic consequences and simply can't be avoided. That's my two penneth worth on this. 
Uh, Robert, anything, anything else you want to add to that? Just briefly, that you only have to look at all the politicians and, and lobby groups of all shades and stripes that are, are putting forward an opinion on this and, in quotes, why something must be done to, to see that there's very considerable pressure here. Yeah. Fab. Thank you, Robert. OK, so we've obviously put forward some 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 ideas of, of, of ways that we could address um, some of the concerns and some of the points you've just touched on there. So what do you think kind of the first steps would be with some of the ideas that we've we've kind of put forward in our in our sort of list of suggestions that we put together? What do you think would be the first step? I, I think you, you've got to break down the number of parties who could take action and, and what they could do. Uh, clearly, Ofgem is looking at the price cap uh, and it put out its consultation on uh, potentially using uh, a loan to defray some of the costs of the uh, supplier of last resort. So, so that's already going on. Uh, we've had the uh, you know, reports of discussions involving Bayes and, and, and I see also Treasury this morning, maybe uh, around loans. Equally, there's, there's, there's other suggestions from people who, who think that this isn't necessary. I read something over the weekend about Centrica uh, saying that they, they didn't think bailouts, I think was the term that was in the piece, were, uh, were, were necessary. I think what, what is necessary is to recognise the kind of short-term structural, short-term challenge from the long-term structural issue. And really, that's what Gareth has tried to bring out uh, in the perspective, uh, which we've also blogged actually just now this morning for, for, for those who, who don't normally see energy spectrum. Thanks, Robert. I mean, I think, I think just, to, just, to, just to add to that, you know, concur completely that, 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 that there is, there, there is very much an, an immediate term consideration for the sector, as in how how do we deal with 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 the problem which is in front of us and who is responsible for addressing that? But I think, as you rightly say, there are there there are enduring structural considerations which must be uh, borne in mind. And I think. It's 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 always a case of the um, the law of unintended consequences in that a short term fix should not be at the um, expense of the long term future of the market. I think that that's the um, uh, that's what needs to be kept sight of in this. I I, I, I agree with that. We've already seen some. I mean, there is uh, structural damage. Um, it's debatable how much of it was because of flaky business models, as, as I think we were talking about in the autumn, uh, and, and how much uh, is you know long long term and um, with profound implications for the future. I think if uh, when when Gareth highlighted uh, a number of points uh, in his piece, I mean, the, the, firstly, there's a, there's a point about the structure of the trading arrangements. Uh, which drives a very high fossil fuel marginal cost element into, in, into, into, into particularly into power pricing. Uh, we've been looking at the reforming concept, the concept of the trading arrangements for a long time. Um, I think maybe this should step up some, some urgency to do that. I think it's worth remembering that all our trading arrangements were put in in the 1990s when we were self-sufficient for gas and power. That's, that's not the case now. Uh, I think there is also a, a large element um, uh, around uh, the, um, the the way that we think about the, the cost chain 
the uh, and and particularly the way that the costs of policy are, are funded uh, at the moment. It's it's through bills. There's been long-standing industry-led campaigns for those to be shifted into taxation. I mean, these are not insignificant uh, amounts of money. But at the moment, it, it, we have very high fossil fuel prices driving bills, and then we have, you know, in, in some people's opinions, uh, unnecessarily high or, or costs that shouldn't even be there uh, for for subsidising decarbonisation, and, and it, it, it feels a bit top heavy. And I think there is a big risk uh, that you, you get a, a, a knee-jerk reaction and, and, and change to a long-term investment framework of, you know, what hopefully will be a short-term crisis. But um, I think, as Gareth says in his piece, there's a, there's a lot about what's going on now, which is maybe here for the long term and not just the short term. So, Craig, I think you were alluded to, to the cost implications in, in your initial in your initial comment. And I think we also covered it in um, kind of the impact of the supplier of last resort payments, also, also in energy spectrum in a different um article in our regulation section what sort of costs are consumers looking looking to to face then craig i I will point out craig's very kindly in two issues time going to be doing a full coverage of the uh, energy price cap so maybe just a sneak preview now craig that's all right as as uh, shameless plugs go running i'll quite happily take it um yeah i mean um what what we've got in terms of our view of the overall cost of the supplier exits that that we saw September to December last year. Our analysis is that the price tag is uh, just shy of 2.5 billion pounds, which equate. I'm oh, sorry, and just to confirm that that excludes bold special administration because that's a whole different kettle of fish altogether. Um, so just shy of 2.5 billion. So you've got roughly. Um, 80, 80 to 90 pounds per domestic customer going on their bill as a consequence of the supplier exits. We are already starting to see some of that come through in the cap modelling because the gas distribution network companies, so um, uh, Cadent, uh, Northern Gas Networks et al., they've made explicit provision in their indicative charging statements for the costs associated with solar. So, um, you know, where you know that 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 is already apparent in the um in 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 the published charges. Um, as I said, I think in terms of where where the cap is going, uh, the summer twenty two cap is um, I believe from the modelling it's about one thousand nine hundred thirty pounds. Um, the one which is the bit which is the big challenge at the minute is 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 the winter twenty two twenty three cap. Which, because of the price methodology, is it's flying around all over the place. Um, I think depending upon which day in December you actually ran the cap modelling, it was either coming in at two thousand three hundred or one thousand nine hundred and sixty. Um, it, so in the, in the space of a day, if you were to take it as a static static snapshot, the winter cap was um, was moving around by in excess of like three hundred pounds a day. So um, I think that, that that highlights some of the um, challenges with the Opgem wholesale um, methodology, but I think it also highlights the, the 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 underlying issues in the energy market where you are seeing the this level of volatility and the um, the marginal cost considerations really coming into play. I'd certainly second that everything that you said there, Craig. Thank, thanks, Craig. Thanks, thanks, Robert. Um, so, 
last but by no means least my very cheery question and I think we kind of perhaps alluded to it as you said when you talked originally Craig about um, how this is potentially spreading uh, through the economy so you know, I'll, you know I think we talked about if, if nothing is done you know could the situation get get worse I think you probably alluded to that Craig but um, any thoughts on what we could see and, and Robert you as well? Yeah, of course. Should, 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 shall I go first? I think we've, we've spoken a lot about the uh, price cap and the consumer market. I think in the business market, uh, I think it's difficult to understate the seriousness of all this for, for the uh, consumers. Um, the, the business supply sector seems to be a lot more stable because of the way that offers are hedged out to customers. But we are seeing customers who are going on to bills that are you know, three, four, five times higher than what they were paying previously. And that level of cost shock is huge uh, and, and must have consequences for, for the way that customers run, run their businesses, uh, whether that's in terms of how they price, how they run, the people that they employ. Um, so, uh, and from a supply point of view, of course, you, you have the, the concern whether the customers will be able to afford uh, to pay their bills. So we've spoken a lot about the domestic market. The business market is in a is also in a difficult uh, position as well. Although I, I, I would say it's the same in other European markets as well. Thanks, Robert. I think just to um, to echo the point on on business customers, what we could be seeing. I think the fact that the supplier exits that that we've seen have been domestic centric or domestic oriented um, uh, suppliers who left the market at at the end of last year. I think you rightly say with the sort of cost increases that that businesses could be fair or businesses are likely to be facing um, as we go further into 2022. I think the um, the the challenge for for non-domestic suppliers is how is how they deal with that and how they um, potentially engage constructively with their customer base and with the industry at large to um, you know do what they can to make sure that the impact of rising prices um, where possible are um, mitigated. Fantastic. Thank you, Robert and Craig.